0: Let's get started in our new series. Hey, this new series, Normal, uh, is designed for you and I to be able to discover what an ideal life of a follower of Jesus looks like. Now, the ultimate goal of the next coming weeks through this series, Normal, is that we would know what it is that you were created for and designed for to experience as an extraordinary life of a follower of Jesus. Now, personally, uh, I'm going to tell you what the roadblock is for me most of the time. It's that how I measure normal skews my ability to truly walk in what I believe God created me for. And so we're going to have to reshape and redefine this a little bit today. And we're going to lay a lot of groundwork. And so specifically, the plan today is to reshape the way that we even measure normal and what we think about it. And most of the time, the best way to define something uh, I have found in life is to define what it is not. And that kind of clears some things out of the way. So I just want to tell you, starting out right now, number one, first point this morning, normal family is not average. Normal is not average. And let me, give, let me give some definitions for this. The word normal means close to average in statistics. So if, if you were to look up mathematically, we use the word normal, and it is directly related in, in culture. Worldview, normal Actually means average. It's close to average, and so it means that conforming to a standard. So what I'm saying is is that normal, in, in, wor- in the worldview, is defined by a standard that it is measured against. Let me say that again. You are going to define normal. Normal is defined by a standard that it's being measured against. And the world will tell you that the standard that you and I are going to measure life against to know what a normal life is, the standard, the group set that we're supposed to compare ourselves to is the rest of humanity. We end up living in a world of averages. You could Google right now average about anything. They could tell you the average about anything like the average person and you you, you get the craziest statistics and you can figure out if you're normal. (laughs) Let me read to you what average is. Now, if the world says that normal is average, I'm gonna read you what average is and I want you to tell me if you wanna be average. Average means having mediocre... Now I wanted to find what mediocre is, just take a quick second. Mediocre is moderate in quality, not very good. I could stop right there and say, Do you want to be average? Raise your hand right now if you want less than, if you want not that good. Right, just come on. Who write going once, twice, and you wanna buy that? No one, I'm amazed, I'm shocked. You know why? Because you were not made to be average. You may today be living average, but I want you to know it's killing you inside. It's driving you crazy, and you want to know how to live a life of normal that's more. So this word average is having mediocre, common, or inferior qualities or experiences. Does that define you today? Is there an area of your life today that you're living less than, less than norm or less than average or, or less than you want to? The problem is, is that we live in a world where the accepted standard of normal is based on mediocre qualities of an average life. That's a problem. Because I don't want to be normal if that's how the world defines it. In fact, I'm going to present to you that God, his normal is not based on that average. But he does have a standard and we're going to talk about that in a second because you have to have a standard to define normal against. Listen to what, what Paul the writer of a lot of the New Testament he says to his friends in Rome in a book called Romans. 12:2 says don't copy that word copy means conform. I'm going to stop for a second and bring us back to the world defines normal as conforming to a standard. And Paul is saying to his friends in Rome don't conform But he's clear, and he says, don't conform to what? He says, don't conform to the behavior and the customs of the world. He's like, but let let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Today, my prayer is that God changes the way we think. That over the next coming week, God changes the way that we think about what normal is. says, so then you will learn to know God's will for you. What's God's will for you? When you don't conform to this average, but to God's normal, what's his will for you? His will for you, it's good, pleasing, and perfect. That's what Paul says. I like Paul. He's speaking my language. I want good, pleasing, and perfect. I don't want less than. I don't want average. God is saying, don't conform to the standards of the world of averages. I have more for you. Can I I just tell you this morning that God has more for you? You were made for more. That what you're experiencing in life right now, you may be following Jesus, and I'm here to tell you that there's more. You may not have a relationship with Jesus, and oh boy, have I got something for you. I I have this person that you want to meet because you have yet to experience this, this level of more. There is so much for us that gets left on the table. God is saying you're being sold an inferior bill of goods, an inferior way of living when you're convinced that the life of average is the life you were designed for. We call it the good life. How you doing? Living the good life. What does that mean? I got 2.3 kids. Well, that's not me, but I got 2.3 kids. (laughs) I got the car. I got the job. I got the mortgage payment. Woo! Mortgage. (laughs) The word means death. (laughs) It's from the word mortier. Spanish speakers. You know what I'm saying, right? That's the root of the word mortgage. Anyway, we're living the good life. <laughs> ha, give me more of that. I want more average. <laughs> so we just pour ourselves into this just average. Life. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit in my seat. As a five-year-old, I'm gonna learn how to sit and write my name and li- stay in the lines. For goodness sake, stay in the lines. I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna learn how to take those tests. I'm gonna pass all the tests. I'm gonna get into college. I'm gonna get 75 degrees. I don't know how I'm gonna pay for that student loan debt, but it's okay, because I'm gonna get the job. It's the good life. And I have $5 million in student loans, and because of that, I was able to get a job for $36,000 in California. And that makes sense mathematically, because that's average. Hello, hello, I don't think I'm preaching here this morning, hello, (laughs) are you living the good life, are you living the life of more that God created you for, where is that, where is that breaking down for you? Now, I want you to understand, I'm not saying to not go get educated if you want to get. That Guys, I'm not saying tonight not buy a house. I'm not saying to have 2.3 kids. By the way, which one of your kids got the .3? I'm like, I don't even know. That kid got shortchanged. I think I was the .3. I was like not even supposed to be here based on what my parents said. They were like, you were like, whoop, surprise. I'm, point, I'm obviously the .3, right? I threw all the odds off. I'm not saying that, that we don't live life doing these things, but what I'm saying is when we pre- predicate our goodness, when we subscribe to the idea that this inferior way of living average is actually the pinnacle of life we were designed for, you bit. The hook was sunk you were being reeled in to believe a falsehood because you were made for more. Do you feel that tension? God is simply saying to us and will over the next coming weeks that my normal for you is not what the world's average has for you. We need to have a mind shift. So Paul's telling his friends. Don't conform. That's not the standard. So you were made for more, but the unworthy standard that normal is being defined by, see, it's the comparison game The normal standard that's unworthy, that normal is being defined by, has to be replaced for us to really grab a hold of this. You need a new measuring tool. You need a new worthy standard. I've lived a life of comparison, you know, I'm like, no, you know, my neighbor, he's a worthy standard. You know, he bought that big screen TV that he put in his garage. And I'm a man. And I have seven daughters. And I need man space. So I want more, and I drive down to Best Buy, and I get more TV. What's the biggest, most more TV you have? 60 inches, do you have 80? I wanna put it in my garage, because I measure my moreness and my normalness on my neighbor. You know, if my life just looked like that, you're comparing it to something imperfect, just so you know. If my marriage just looked like that. You know, if my children just looked like that. If I just look like that. You know, if my car just looked like that. And we're running around putting on all these things that are not worthy standards. and We're trying to measure up and live the good life. And we need a new standard. Number two, I want to tell you, normal has a worthy standard. So the fact is, is that humanity, as I just described, is clearly an unworthy standard to measure what normal is against. We can't measure against each other. That's what the world's telling us to do. But then where do we find this new standard in humanity? It's not worthy. And it reminds me of about 15 years ago, I, my wife and I were living in the house that I was raised in. and We only had four of our daughters at the time. And they were really little. And, and it was awesome living in this old house. It was an old house. Uh, and something really cool about old houses is that, oh, I think old houses are cool. But then there's something about living in old houses. Well, houses require a lot of work. And not just like one-time work. Like, I should just sleep at the Home Depot. And so I decided I was just going to do the work myself. And there was a lot of work that needed to be done. So I gutted the entire master bathroom with no experience. And I went down and I, I believed that if I just bought all the tools, I could remodel this bathroom in which I want to tell you the outcome was beautiful. And I did, I might say so myself, (laughs) but hey, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But let me tell you what I learned along the way. See, I had gone and bought myself some two by fours to reframe the walls that I had ripped out and I'm a bit of the lazy type to some degree, and so you know that tape measure is just so monotonous having to pull it out and measure, measure twice, because that's the rule. (laughs) Measure twice, cut once, cut, cut cut off, and do it again. So I thought, ah, I'm gonna be smart. So I measured twice, I cut once, and I had this two by four. And I said, I need five other two by fours this length. So I threw the worthy standard of the tape measure out. And I took this 2 by 4 and laid it down on the 2 by 4 And I just started measuring it off. I thought I was going to cut them all at once. Does anyone know with humor what ended up happening? Every cut that I made was about an eighth of an inch too short. Because there's the width of the blade, and then I didn't account for that, and I didn't know this. And so by the time I'm done, I go build this wall, and it's about mm, six inches off. Misshapen. I called it abstract construction. See, I had used an unworthy standard to measure out all the rest, And what I'm saying to you today is that we use the unworthy standard of other human lives to measure our lives against, and we end up six feet off from where God actually intended us, and we wonder why we're not standing in the way that we think we are supposed to be standing. It's because we started with an unworthy standard. Can someone please in the room tell me that I'm preaching right now? We need a worthy standard. Beautiful lesson. Expensive lesson. Humorous lesson. But the truth is, I want to tell you something, that the new standard that we need that's worthy enough to measure God's normal against is really not new at all. It's actually not a new normal, it's the old. In fact, it's the original. Original meaning related to the origin. For you and I to understand over the next coming weeks, to make sense of who it is that God created for us to be and what normal looks like, we have to understand the origin, the worthy standard that we can measure our life against. And I want to take us back to the origin of humanity because when I got it wrong, I threw out all of the two-by-fours and I went back to the origin. In the book of Genesis 1, 26, it says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us What I'm presenting to you this morning is that your origin is not even your mama. It's not your daddy. Your origin is not how well or how poorly they treated each other. If they were around in your life, how you were treated, that is not your origin That your origin, we have to go back to the beginning to understand what you were designed for. What the creator, the originator, like the OG of creation. What he designed you to live like with intent, with purpose. And you were designed to live according to his image. And when you live with him, like him, you're able to walk with him, talk with him. This is what you were created for, to live in collaboration with him, to share an authority with him, to live according to his power. You were created to delight in his rest, to experience the intimacy of his presence. None of that has to do with the average life that we call normal in humanity. The problem is that's what we were created for, but sin moved in and disrupted humanity's ability to live this normal way of living. As God actually had originally designed for us to live. And I love God for this. Because sin robs us of the normal life we were designed for. And it leaves us in a mediocre life of average. But God is so amazing. He's like, I'm not going to let this robbery go without notice. So the good news is, is that God... He responded by reconciling the disruption of sin through the worthy standard of his son Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. Nothing that you and I can do to earn it to match up. Not in our own willpower to live above average. Sometimes we feel good, right? We're like, What's the average? The only reason you want to know the average is to see if you're better than everyone else. But what if you were created for more than even better than everyone else? Sin left us completely broken from this normal way of living and you and I no matter where we stand no matter where our relationship is with Jesus that you might be listening on our online campus or sitting here today and you may not have a relationship with Jesus but I want to tell you something all of us we're all in the same boat We all need God's worthy standard in his son, Jesus. Paul says to his friends in Rome, and in the book of Romans 3.23, this is what he says. He says, for everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious, what? Standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus, when he freed us from the penalty of our sins, for God presented Jesus as the sacrifice of sin. God did the unmeasurable through Jesus' life so that you can live an immeasurable life through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 3, this is Paul also writing to his friends in Ephesus. Paul's got a lot of friends. He's always encouraging him. We should take note of that. Paul says to his friends, he goes, Now all glory to God who is able. That's important because we're not able. When we bite and we buy average. We're not playing with a full deck. So it's now to the glory of God because he is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely, the word is immeasurably more than we can even think or ask. This is what this is saying. It's the normal life you were designed for, his good, his pleasing, His perfect life, his immeasurable life, his extraordinary life, his more than you can imagine, think, or ask life is and has always been what he designed for you. It's never changed. It's me who changes, it's you who changes. His heart has never changed for humanity. And what I will say to you is in this series, Normal, my prayer for you is this. In fact, I would ask right now, if, if you could, as we wrap up, could you just, could you just stand with me? We're gonna wrap up. In this series, Normal, over the next coming weeks, this is my prayer for you. And this was Paul writing his friends in Ephesus. This was his prayer to them. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Now, I'm praying for you. I was praying for you coming into this morning that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. Why? Because I believe that your hearts have been dimmed and dulled by the average that the world wants to feed us, the plain, bland nature of life, that the world wants to trick you and I into thinking that is good, but it's not good. It's doable, it's just not your design. And for some of us, we need to change course. And this morning's the morning that you're going to have the opportunity to change course. That you're living and you're moving in this life that's just average. And, 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 and I want to tell you something. I don't need to tell you. You feel it. You sense it. It pains you. You're longing for more in life, and you're wondering what it's going to take, and you're searching, and you're trying to figure out, is it a career change? Do I need to divorce my spouse? Do I need to have a kid? Do I need to send my kid to college? Do I need to change jobs? Do I need to buy a new car? Do I need that new Apple Watch 7? Do I need, you see what I'm saying? We're heading the wrong direction. That just takes us deeper into the sea of average. This morning we have an opportunity to change directions, to have an about face and say, I, this morning, am gonna make a decision. An average life of mediocre, or I can have a normal life of more. But to do so, we have to stop, we have to turn, and we have to change directions. And Paul is saying to his friends, I want the eyes of your hearts to be enlightened. And my prayer for you over the next coming weeks and this morning is that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened in order that you may know the hope which he has called you to. Not the hope of your tomorrow, but the hope that you can experience today. I want you to know the good news that Jesus has got a job to do in the future, but he did a job in our yesterday so that we can have a made-for-more normal reality in our today. That he didn't say, hey, you got to live a life of misery until I come back and reconcile all this. He said, you can live a life of more empowered through what I did on the cross today. You want to live for more, you can live for more. It's your decision today. It's doable to be average, but it's not your design. Ha. Someone just, someone just say, preach. He says the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power to us who believe. What's it gonna be? Today, the decision is yours, family. The decision's yours. You gonna join us on this journey? Because I'm telling you what, we're going somewhere as a family. We are committed to this. I'm committed in my life. I'm committed to lead you through it. We're committed as a team. We're committed as a church. And I'm telling you, we're going somewhere. Are you going to join us? Are you going to join us in the next coming weeks to discover what it is that God has for you in your life for more? Are you going to join us? Are you going to commit to showing up? Heck, are you going to get crazy and wild and invite somebody to come with you that you're watching at work sink in the mediocrity of average? Are you gonna to say to your neighbor, hey, I know we've been talking a lot about how you and your wife are like on that verge of divorce, but I got something for you. Did you know, you may not know it yet, but you were made for more. You were made for more than just surviving and existing. You were made for more than, than what it is that the world feeding you. Are you gonna get crazy and commit to joining us on the journey? Are you gonna be even crazier and more wild and invite someone along with you? you got a decision today. Ha, average life of mediocrity or a normal life of what? More. Let's pray this morning. Two groups in the room I want to speak to. First and foremost, I want to speak to the group in the room. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, this is where it begins. This is where that tension can be reconciled in you and you can begin to walk in a manner that you were designed for and you were made for and it begins with walking into a relationship with Jesus Christ and this is very simple what I'm gonna do. If you wanna enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ this morning for the very first time, I want you to do this for me. Would you raise your hand? I'm gonna pray for you. There's some specific things that are necessary. I just wanna do this with you. If this is you this morning, just raise your hand. If you're on an online campus, you can make yourself known. Raise your hand if you wanna make a decision for the first time this morning. Awesome. I'm not afraid of no hands going up because here's the challenge. That means that all of you have a job to do. Tag. You're it. You got an empty seat next to you? Your job next week is to fill it. Because why would you hold back a life of more that you're experiencing from someone else that desperately needs it? That would just be cruel. Hey, you know, I went to the Target and I got this more. I just got to tell you about this more that I got at Target. I got like the 5% back where I put that Target card in. It's attached to my bank account. You know, I get 5% and then I get these rewards. I got more at Target. See, when you got more, when you're living a life of more, you get like the rewards plan. You're telling all your friends about it. You're like, you gotta come get some of this more. So I expect to see all of you bringing, like drag them, tie them, hog tie them. I don't care. Like, I'm just kidding. Don't do that unless you have to. Okay. Now listen, the second group of you in the room. So are you clear on what the challenge is next week? Okay, come on. Second group, which is the entire room based on the hands that didn't go up. You guys all have a relationship with Jesus. Now here's what I'm gonna ask this morning. How many of you right now are walking this life of average and mediocrity and you're stuck in it and you're like, I'm done with it. I don't wanna build a misshapen life that's askew and looks wonky. I want a life of more. And this morning you have an opportunity to make a decision. We can stop walking that life and I'm with you. And it might be areas of your life sometimes we're like, God, you, I'm going to walk average here, but you know, this over here. God wants all of us. So this morning, it's your choice. Make a decision. We're going we're gonna to about face this morning. Okay? So if this is you this morning, you want to make this decision, I'm going to ask you to do something really funny. I'm going to ask you to turn and face that wall. If this morning you wanna make it, go ahead, it's okay. Just turn and face that wall. If you wanna make a decision this morning to about face, because see, that's what we're heading into right there. We're heading into a black abyss when we walk. Hey, are you with me? We're walking into a dusty, dingy black abyss, a curtain of nothingness called mediocrity and average. And God wants you to make an about face. And so on the count of three, I want you to have an about face. You're going to turn and you're going to face the front where the light is going to shed some real truths on your life and you're going to make a decision on the count of three. If this is you, you're going to turn and you're going to face the brightness of the stage. One, two, three, about face. Now's the time. Now's the time for more, family. Now's the time to kick back mediocrity. Now's the time to get past average. Now's the time to walk into normal that you were created for. Can you get a glimpse of it? Can you get a taste of it? Can you begin to walk in it? You're going to want to join us for the next handful of weeks, aren't you? you're going to want to bring somebody with you. I love you guys. God bless every single heart and home right now as we go. You were made for more. If you need prayer this morning, don't leave this place because we have more for you. We have a team that's willing to pray with you. You can come forward for prayer. We would love to spend some time with you. We're committed to this. Amen.